The title is God is Famous for Tables. Technically, God is famous for furnishing tables. But you get the message of the idea. God is famous for tables. When you think about tables, it's really a powerful place. How many got tables in your house? And what do you do at those tables? And what transpires at those tables? And, and how that those tables are kind of a center of family life. Yes, in history, men and women, you know what I mean? They've been gathering around tables. We gather around tables to celebrate, reflect. Obviously, we feast. The tables we, we remember. It's a place sometimes that, uh, you know, uh, considering life. It's a symbol of family, community, presence, provision, protection, and invitation. Now we're including God in this idea of tables. Place of hospitality. It's a place of coming together. It's a place of covenant. Table. We just celebrated my son's 35th birthday. Birthday. Where'd we celebrate it at? Table. Around the table. Table is really important in your life both naturally and spiritually. We just went ahead and sat and partook of a table. In God's eyes, the, the table is a, a place of his presentness, where God is present. Place of his presentness a place of his peace, a place of his power. In Genesis, when Adam and Eve, they had an amazing table. God planted a garden. And there was a particular dinner time It says that God came to them at the cool of the day. A garden, which was a table, where he put everything that was given to them. You prepare, prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. The table can be a place where you cast all your cares because he cares for you.
When you begin to look at history and God's relationship to, ta- to tables, you'll see that God, you know, sets tables and supplies tables in unlikely places, in unusual ways, and he has a bent that he uses unique catering services. God has set tables for individuals, large crowds, and even a whole nation. Strange places. He set table in the wilderness. He set a table at a streamside. He even set a table at people's houses. God loves to set tables. God loves to set tables. We often miss the table that's been available to us because we look and we ask for tables and chairs. But here's the principle to recognize your table is that God doesn't do tables and chairs. God does trees. Think about it. God does trees. Resources. Opportunities that lie in our lap. Opportunity for us to take the tree. For tables. And for chairs. Remember when the children of Israel were in the wilderness? God sent the supply, but they had to move it from the ground to the table. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying God doesn't supernaturally and magnificently, you know, do those things independent. But most of the time, the table gets furnished from the tree. When, when the, the, the children of Israel had spent 40 years of God supernaturally supplying their table, all they had to do was move it from the ground to the table. When they stepped into what God had promised, they stepped into trees. They stepped into 
resources. They stepped into opportunities that lay before them. Tables that comes to us, you know, come at the strangest times in strangest places, but invariably in the place of even though. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Even though you are in difficulty, even though it feels like desolation, and it's in those even though places that we often look for a way out rather than for the tree. The tree. Just using that as an example. The possibility, the raw material. Yeah. That, that beautiful God designed. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That table, that setting, that situation wherein he wants to make himself known to us. Tables are not just to meet a need or be a supply. Tables are meant to reveal God, to teach us something about the table of the Lord and the bread of life. That that place at the table that is, is a place of connection. That place that's set to heal brokenness. That place that God has designed a blessing. Let me just make it, if I can, We have been, and I'm sure, I can't speak for you, but I would say, how many have been blessed? Did you have any involvement in your blessing? Did you have anything to do with it? Huh? You were party to it. Because you took the tree And out of the tree 
you made your table or furnished your table. That's not relating God to, to a, you know, a, 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 well, not mighty. See, you can't make a tree. But God can. But you can make a table out of the tree that God made. So God sets a table. He sets the tree. He's so famous for tables and in unlikely places. How many know that before your enemies is an unlikely place? Stream side is not too bad. <laughs> when God was speaking about tables there's a revelation of himself when he made the table in the tabernacle. And that the architect and the builder, the builder of that was Bazael. He made it and in that he put some rings on it. On each corner. And those rings were there so they could stick some poles in it. And the, the, the idea is, or was, is that this table is for the journey. It's not a stationary table. It's for the journey. So whenever you moved, or whenever they moved, they moved the table. Now listen, they didn't just move the Ark of the Covenant, they moved the table. Because the table represents provision, protection, and blessing. It represents, that table in scripture is, is an icon, so to speak, of God's goodness and, 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 and his grace. table is for your journey. So it's not just a once in a while table. It's a table with the continued presence of the Lord. So when he said about the Holy Spirit, he will never leave you nor forsake you. The thought refers back to that it's for the journey. 
a table that is living. A table that is an open table. It's a living table. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. God doesn't want us running off. Chasing other tables. Pursuing other drinks. It's an open table for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Revelations gives the invitation. Let him who is the thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. It has an open invitation and it's a table of life. In this table of life that we're talking about that has an anointing that accompanies it at the table. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runs over. That's at the table. The word used there is, has in mind a blessing that is not just for the moment, but it's for your entire life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. It's a table of more than just bread and where you work for food and the spoils thereof. It's a table that, that connects you to God life. It connects you to eternal life. A blessing, he says, that, you know, is not just something that you get, and though it is indeed that, it is, it is a, 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 an ornament. An ornament of delight. I mean, it's, it's really special, that table. We have some special seasons of table in life, right? Thanksgiving is, you know, one of my favorites just because of the food that I get at, at Thanksgiving. Not the family. You know? huh? Not the family. <laughs> I'm so yeah she caught me on that one didn't she well see I got a, God's got a little work yet to do okay 
But indeed, family, it's, you know, uh, the Christmas table, it has dynamic dimensions of it, you know, and particular focuses that, that go on. And that's what, you know, from time to time, the table needs to have some focus. And the table that we celebrated this morning, you know what I mean, he says, you need to constantly and continually focus on the death, the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. I wanna tell you, there's some trees They're not tables and chairs yet. But the trees are there. He promised that. My God shall supply all your trees. <laughs> yeah. Jim and Tom, uh, did you guys milk this morning? You didn't yet, somebody else do it? But somebody was milking, right? Yeah. You like those trees, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. He prepares the table. He has a table in the wilderness. Let me show the, the ability of God. The magnitude of that table. If the Israelites had crossed the Red Sea in double file, the column would have been 800 miles long and the crossing would have taken about 35 days and nights. And they went over in a single night. That's a table, folks. Table of deliverance. Table of your tomorrow. Not only that, the column uh, then would have been about 5,000, about 5,000 across or 3,000 miles wide as they crossed the sea. The camping space would have been 25 by 30 miles. It's parameters. They would have needed about 1,500 tons of food per day. This is no s small table God can <laughs> arrange. And that would be about 2 trains each about a mile long. 
Now, I didn't do this figuring, obviously, you know what I mean? Because it takes more than two plus two to get this. But there's people that can figure it out. I mean, we got them going to the moon and every other place, and I don't miss it, you know? What are required about a million gallons of water each day? And that is the equivalent of a train, tank of cars, 1,800 miles long. That's no small table. And yet they said, can God provide a table in the wilderness? No wonder Stephen, after he got done preaching and they didn't receive his word, he says, oh, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised generation. You don't get it. That was the crowd that Stephen had to deal with. I don't have that kind of crowd this morning. <laughs> Can God set a table in your wilderness? Life has many dynamics to it. There will be periods of time when, when you just experience the closeness of God. There's clarity. Direction is not a problem. There's just a sense of God's presence and God's provision and everything just seems to be, you know, it just works. That's what we call a good day. And then there's other times that it feels like chaos and silence. It feels like darkness and wilderness. Am I relating to anybody? You ever have a, one of those days? Now, we don't have that kind of wilderness. We've got a different kind of wilderness. And 20 and 21 is, has, you know, we've been walking through a different kind of wilderness. We live in time of pandemic which is no small thing. Political division, economic uncertainty, a 
Life can get hard, it can get dark, it can get confusing. What's the best thing you can do in your wilderness? Have gratitude, and that'll help you to see the trees. So wilderness tables are not foreign to God. He's got some practice in them. He's already shown what he can do in the wilderness. This great good company of people, but then we move to Elijah and we see that God is very personal when it comes to tables. Elijah, what a catering service, right? Ravens, bring his meal. Having angels service us would, you know, we could recognize that, but Ravens? How many know that they're dirty birds? It gives understanding to his ways are higher than our ways. I mean, literally, God's ways are not only higher than ours, they're strange. But they're holy. Personal, the widow of Zarephath. She's running out of time in life. Not because of age, not because of health, not because of anything, but because of supply. And she is given the key to her tree. The Bible says that when she went and had and used the key, she and her household ate for many days. Five thousand. He fed them. All of that. Let me get personal just for a moment now. We could all use more money, but you probably don't really need it. You'd use it. But you're 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 probably doing okay. Is anybody not doing okay financially? I'm not going to ask you to give more. You can go ahead and say that. <laughs> so I'm not so sure that, that the table that we need is a table that supplies our natural. I am feel, though, 
that we need to up our spiritual tables. Can I tell you something? Let me, let me go back here in my notes and see if I can find it. Um, yeah, there it is. Did you know that prosperity can be one of the greatest enemies of our spiritual lives? Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, he tells them, he says that prosperity, you know, of the promised land was so dangerous to their souls that only a constant reminder or recollection making them aware of the journey keeping them mindful of their need understanding their weaknesses to keep at bay self-sufficiency and pride. He said, when you get in the land and you build your houses and you have your vineyards and you're resting, you're enjoying. Don't forget the Lord, your God. Don't forget Him. Don't forget Him. I think we can safely say that America, by and large, forgotten God. In her prosperity, in her self-sufficiency, in the pride that they consider the work of their hands. But they only built the tables and chairs made the trees. Yeah. I just
always remember, tables are a place of remembering. Thanksgiving table naturally is a place of remembering. It's a face, place of community, place of oneness. Let me wrap this up because it is getting late. God doesn't only, you know, furnish tables, He turns tables. He turns tables. He turns tables on his enemies. You remember Esther, Mordecai, and Haman. The tables were turned. The same gallows that he had designed for Mordecai became his gallows. The same, the people that they were going to kill. See, they weren't just going to hang Mordecai. They were going to kill all the Jews. But it says that on the day that the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, the opposite occurred. It gives some meaning to thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. As my musicians come this morning, God turns that table favor toward you and me. The cross and the resurrection is one of the greatest turning of tables that there is. Life is overturned death. Light is overturned darkness. Holiness and wholeness is overturned defilement and disease. John read it. I have it in my notes. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Who forgives all my iniquities and heals all your diseases. What a table. Who redeems my life from destruction. Who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that the youth is renewed like the eagles. God's famous for tables. Not just one kind of table. The message from tables. In him we live and move and have our being.
who says I'm with you for the journey. I can handle your wilderness. I'm able to identify with your personal plight. That even the unclean are at my disposal to help supply your need. That's the lesson from Ravens. Then you've probably heard this passage of Scripture. He said he would turn the wealth of the wicked over to the righteous. Thank you, Jesus. As you stand with me this morning. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you about a not so nice table. You don't have to worry about it, but it gives you a picture into the future, the view. Revelations 19 says that there's a table, another table. It says, and the angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And all the birds are filled with their flesh. The judgment table. Right now we concentrate on the life table, the salvation table. God's gonna turn the tables. He's gonna turn the tables. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing this morning. Remember the table that God set for the prodigal son. It wasted. Thank you.
God starts to set the table for the prodigals, the sinners, the wayward. don't think deserve it. We not, must not be the elder sons. Isn't that something the sons can get the wrong attitude? They get the wrong attitude. He was a full-fledged son might be thinking and raise the question like Mary did how can this be how can you make this happen and you point out you know what I mean the missing pieces that's naturally needs to be there for it to be for it to happen God says the same thing that he said to Mary. You don't worry about it. The Holy Ghost will take care of it. Give the Lord a praise. You don't worry about the missing pieces. The Holy Ghost will fill in. Hallelujah, where the pieces are missing. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Go with God. Hallelujah. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.